0: Welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel which of course is kind of powered by Wrestle Talk, but nonetheless here we are on Friday Night Insight and you know what that means it is guest host night and my co-host today is the great Phil Lindsay man uh, Philip how are you my friend I am good how are you I'm very good man I'm delighted to have you on here uh, you, you came onto my radar i want to say a year maybe maybe two in between that to see some of your work uh, i know you've been with like bleacher report right and um, various other spaces like tell the people um where you've been i guess let's let's, let, let's introduce you properly like what was your journey <laughs> to where you are now um
2: well i got my break at Divadirt. um i was brought in by chris nashley very appreciative of that um and then from there like i helped out at, at bill the bells for a while that was at uh i was at sports kita for a while still at daily ddt and now
0: i'm at bleacher report that's a great graduation to be fair man you've uh, you've really risen the ranks uh, how long have you been doing it this is going on three four years now. Sure. yeah it's a slog how did the bleacher gig come about Did they just enjoy your work or did you kind of apply like what was the deal there um,
2: I, from what I understand, I think, um, that's my guy's name. Chris, Chris said Bleacher Report, uh, recommended me and then Mueller worked kind of from there. Yep. Yep. Chris Mueller.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoy it, man. I mean, I've, I've, I've always been a low key Bleacher fan. Um, like even before I was doing what I'm doing now, I used to get like my WWE, um, reports like in the morning from the Bleacher Report app. I've been doing that for years. I still do it now if I miss the show. Go and see what they, you know, check out what they thought of a show or whatnot. Um, But it's cool because you kind of do like features and and opinion pieces, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, What do you think of the Bleach Report app? Because it's it's always an interesting experience for me. Like sometimes I get on there and it's like, oh, cool. Some of these comments are cool. And then sometimes I jump in and like, yeah, let me let me close this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I stay away from the the comment section to be fair but um for me like obviously like a big US sports fan it's very easy for me to like like you see right now this is me on the Bleach Report app. I'm a Lakers guy I like my NBA uh, I like my MMA are you <laughs> is that us off to a bad start? Oh man uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are you rocking with
2: Oh uh, well you know I'm from Chicago so I'm a ah, well, there you um, go. that's a good I'm- I'm so, yeah, I'm not a Lakers fan and, you know, not a big fan of, of Mr. James
0: either. So, I mean, that's the way it goes though, right? You love him or you don't. Um, I, I think for, for me, obviously like I fell in love with basketball pretty much because of Kobe. So I just became a Lakers guy because of Kobe, uh, when him and Shaq were like killing it. Um, and then obviously, like before, <laughs> you know, if people now will be like, "Oh yeah, Anthony Davis and LeBron James." But we had like six years that stunk; uh, they were awful. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, but you guys are—you guys are
2: privileged. Like this is the Lakers; you guys are winning franchises. Like you're not—you're yeah. not franchises that had to stumble through the gates, like you know Cleveland or somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we're always going to be the big market, right? But um, yeah. You know, six years of, like, I don't know, Carlos Boozer and... Um, oh, <laughs> Boozer. You know. We, we had Boozer for a minute. <laughs> it happens, man. It happens. I mean, I'm not going to, like, drone on about NBA because I'm sure there's a lot of people here that don't. But how are you feeling about Chicago? You know, it's been, like, rebuild years. Everyone, if you're a casual, you're like, hey, Michael Jordan. But it hasn't been Michael Jordan for a long time in Chicago. No, no. Um,
2: we've had a weird decade or so of, you know, trying to get back to a good spot. I think we were... And that's why I've been kind of like looking through the window at New York, like a, you know, defeated ex, like watching them with Tibbs and, and Rose win. it's like, that should be us. Like, why? Why is this happening? Um, but I, I think the Vucevic trade is good. I really like Vucevic. I really like mm-hmm. Zach Levine. Um, they've got potential. Um, they just need like a playmaker or a good starting point guard to bring it together.
0: Yeah, I thought Markkinen was going to be something really, really special. And he still still might be a great asset, but um, I think we all thought the Rose MVP era was the one. Man, if he's in the Antagon, I'd love to have seen it. Although the comeback is amazing. I like seeing what he's doing in New York right now. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, we digress because I'm sure people are like, what the hell? Uh, I come here to hear about WWE and New Japan and you're talking NBA. Um, but yes, <laughs> uh, for you guys, we've sorted out the banner now, as you can see, this is Phil Lindsay. You can see his handle on the top right hand side. You should be following him on Twitter. If you're not one of my go-tos and you know why? Um, and this is genuine, man. Like I love people that, you know, if I log on every day and I want to know what's going on, you have an opinion on everything, which I like, you know, you don't like, uh, you don't take days off if if there's a show phil lindsay has got something to say about it and i like that so um i very much enjoy that i believe it was you as well if i'm not mistaken that did the roman reigns kenny omega piece in recent weeks right i enjoyed that very much um do you want to give the people a little bit of background on that before we jump into the news so i didn't expect
2: that to be like a thing
0: um Mm. uh
2: my editor pitched it and i was like oh cool sounds cool. I really enjoy what both guys are doing right now. Um it was a really fun article to write and you know when it went up I was like, oh this is cool. And then then Bleach Report tweeted it out, which they rarely tweet out like our articles. A lot of times they tweet out like images and stuff. So when they tweeted it out, I was like, oh no. <laughs> this going to turn into
0: <laughs> people going to
2: know who I am. Oh no the is going to turn into pandemonium because you know how this goes once you turn anything into an aw versus wwe thing um it could get a little bit weird and some of the responses were all over the place but for the most part uh, a lot of response to it was cool
0: mm. yeah you're going to get some roman stands every now and again my friend who are going to come to the dance same with AEW. that's going to get some omega
2: haters as well yeah. <laughs> that are like like i saw a lot of people that were like, who, who are you to even compare omega to roman like they're not even close i was like ah, oh, it's yeah, calm down guys Let's tranquilo tranquilo
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's i don't like that that kind of notion that you can't enjoy both is a very very weird thing to me like particularly during the wednesday night wars as well like if, if they were hitting over like 1.5 mil i was like very like, cool very cool both of them are doing good you know on the up and then everyone would be like i always got a problem with someone doing well um, it's a weird thing. But anyway, we digress into weird things. Dave Meltzer today, my friend Phil, has been saying that, um man, <laughs> that WWE apparently making moves. And the guy seemingly behind it is the new president, of course. Um, man, it, it, he's talking about Nick Khan being out here making moves, trying to have discussions about WWE becoming. Here's the key point the exclusive American partner to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, I saw you earlier um, riff that maybe Daniel Bryan and his fantasy matchup said, you know, uh, maybe maybe it's not like the core of why this happening, but you think it's maybe not coincidence as well?
2: No, I, I definitely don't think it's coincidence. I mean, he did that interview where he was saying how he would like to work with other companies, and he sees that other companies are doing it, so why isn't WWE doing it? It's, why isn't WWE doing it? And then all of a sudden, his contract expires. I don't think anybody expected his contract to just expire that soon. Mm -hmm. And then this news comes, like, right afterwards. So it's not just this news. It's the MLW news. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. It's kind of like when we were hearing um, from Brody when he did the Talk is Jericho interview where, you know, they knew he wanted to work with New Japan. So Triple H was like, oh, I can make that happen. No no problem. (laughs) Can you? (laughs) So... Yeah, I, I feel like this is kind of the same thing. I feel like this is a way to entice guys to, to resign. Um, and, you know, it that may be all this is. I don't know. Um, I'm kind of in a believe it when I see it phase right now.
0: 1,000%. I think we all are when it comes to WWE being open-minded enough to have that kind of uh, working relationship. Yes, CM Chris, you know in the McCarthy household, Friday nights is McDonald's night. My daughters will not be deterred. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange thing. Um, in the wording, and when I think about it and what Nick Khan probably wants to do with WWE, and it's like they want to be the exclusive partner. Now, we don't know, obviously, the exact way this would work. AEW at the moment, it's not so much a working relationship that they, well, it wasn't anyway. It's getting that way now. But in the initial term, it was very much a give and New Japan just took. And... It wasn't so much that AEW and New Japan were collaborating, they were just allowing their roster to work in Japan, right? It's very different. Um, these days, obviously, and I know it's still in the pandemic world, we've seen the door open more and more. And I was obviously getting very excited about more prospects. By the time potentially we get to Wrestle Kingdom and the vast majority of people are vaccinated and stuff, cool things could happen. But now, to me, I think while that is a factor that you know, because there are more and more talents that have grown up. You know, in this era, you speak to them in interviews, they want to work in Japan. They're intrigued by being a part of that Japanese scene, especially what's happened over the past five, ten years. Now you look at it, I think WWE are looking at the market and the fact that they want to be the exclusive partner, that would obviously kill off, well, fin juice and impact, it being one of them obviously tag champs right now um you know other new japan to AEW connections basically the whole riveting scene that's bubbling outside of wwe would kind of be channeled um so i have to think a part of it is that they would want to suppress you know from a business point of view they want to have those perks and take it away from their competitors um it's you know i'll read very quickly what Dave Meltz had to say on it. He said, in what could end up being among the biggest wrestling stories of the year or a non-story, depending on the result, Nick Khan has been in talks with New Japan Pro Wrestling about WWE being the exclusive American partner with the promotion. Right now, New Japan has been working with AEW um, and Impact uh, and has had a relationship with CMLL and Ring of Honor. But things have slowed down with those companies because of covid Obviously, there are a million questions regarding such a deal if it was to happen, and there are no indications where talks are passed. They date back to late March or early April. That's very interesting. Hmm. But it would include WWE sending talent and WWE top stars being allowed to work in New Japan if talks go anywhere. With Khan, the former isolationist attitude of WWE versus everyone is changing with the idea of WWE is part of the wrestling landscape and not separate from the pro-wrestling landscape. I.e., they're saying that the previous idea that WWE was in their own little world and all the wrestling other promotions were kind of in their own little world uh, is changing. Obviously, it's also to keep New Japan, which pre-pandemic was the third strongest company in the world, away from working with other companies which could strengthen. The opposition and also be a factor with WWE gunning for the same talent as other companies, because there is a percentage of younger talent that grew up watching New Japan, either via tape or YouTube, where working there is a much bigger part of their career goals than the prior generation. And AEW talent has been willing to allow its talent to work outside its walls and impact would allow talent to work with other promotions. Now, the final par there is essentially what you said, Phil. They are all keenly aware that there are people within their roster that would like to do that, but not only that, they know when attracting stars moving forward, that is actually a, a big incentive to have in your back pocket.
2: Absolutely, I mean, uh, and I mean, actually, you said earlier that Finju's are champions. Violent um, by Design is actually champions. A guy, okay. Big Rhino, and is champion right now. Yeah, but yeah. It, <sighs> I know I know some people are going to look at this and go, oh, you guys always think that uh, WWE is swirling their mustache and coming up with this evil scheme to, (laughs) you know, take over and dominate the industry. Um, But the fact of the matter is this, that the business as it is, um, if you're if you're at the top of the industry and you're watching all of the other small guys kind of band together and partner with these other people, even if it's not an exclusive deal, even if it's not like direct working partnerships. They are getting some of the buzz off of New Japan. You got Impact doing it. You got AEW doing it. So WWE's got to be looking at it like, all right, they haven't sealed an exclusive deal yet. We're the ones that can do that and we can shut that door on them. Mm. Um, It makes all the sense in the world in the business sense, but that's why corporate is what corporate is. is. It is a way to not just make some money. It's the way to make all of the money. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah well that's true right because i mean i've i've read before that every wrestling company in the world essentially and you added their revenue together that would still be wwe is five times greater than the rest of them which is insane when you think about it i mean when people go AEW is catching wwe i mean maybe quality of show wise you know there's an argument there but in any kind of metric financially or you know in terms of growth globally WWE, you, you don't understand how big of a monster it is. And they do have some weight to throw around. Yeah. I, I guess some of the trepidation in a lot of fans' eyes would be, okay, Um WWE have worked with progress. They have worked with the uh in, Insane Championship Wrestling. And, you know, they, they were looking to do something with MLW, I guess, akin to what they did with Evolve. And that's essentially... All on their terms, right? When they go, yeah. you know, okay, we'll give you some money, cool. Um, but when we want your talent, we want your talent, right? Or we want to have some stuff for the network. Essentially, like, and I've made this comparison before, it's like a professional sports team. There is the main team, and then they have like a feeder team. That's essentially how WWE treats them. To partner with New Japan, it would be absolutely different to that. And I guess it would be unprecedented for WWE to do that, right? Like imagine. Right? Royal Rumble season and, I don't know, three or four of your biggest stars are off in the G1.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I kind of wonder what is the incentive for them other than the fact that it seems like NXT Japan is not happening. I mean, they keep trying to make it happen, but it seems like it's not happening. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think the pandemic is probably responsible for that though, right?
2: Possibly, but, you know, New Japan is a different ecosystem than the UK. Like, you can't just come in and Put your promotion smack dab in the middle. You've got two juggernauts like uh, Noah and New Japan already there. Mm. Um, they were going to have a hard time competing there. Um, and I, so you got to wonder like how much of this is uh, we're not making a foothold that we thought we would have in Japan quite yet. And then at the same time, New Japan is trying to encroach into the U.S. market more and more with New Japan Strong and New Japan of America. Um, so they might see this as, hey, this is a win-win for both of us. We're both getting something out of this. But are they? I don't know. (laughs) Um, It just depends on how the business is. in this. And, you know, I, of course, am no expert on that side of things. But when you look at it, there's more incentive to work with smaller companies because they don't have the infrastructure that WWE does. um, WWE can easily at one point go, we don't need you. We just want your talent.
0: Yeah. And it's very interesting, right, on this note. Um, PW Insider have put out a report, uh, you know, not that long ago at all. I'll just read it from Mike Johnson because it says a lot of what you said, Phil um basically asked on the reports between WWE and New Japan PW Insider has been told today by sources from each company that there have been communications between the two sides for several months but the main crux of it was over the potential of Daniel Bryan being able to potentially a lot of potential here uh work some dates in New Japan whether anything has come of those discussions remains to be seen it is possible the two sides could build a bridge to one another he says with a question mark sure But if so, it is not happening right now, and it is not something that has happened yet, despite talking for some time off and on. Uh, So, I mean, Johnson is in full kind of conversational mode here. So this is not a case where any sort of talks are about to lead to New Japan immediately pulling up stakes with their current working agreement or New Japan talents making some sort of shock appearance on Raw. AEW's John Moxley has possession of the IWGP United States title, plus Yuji Nagata worked for them several weeks ago you know, basically he's just saying that they're not going to pull everyone out. Don't expect anything in that regard to those promotions, relationships with New Japan to change anytime soon, if at all. So it seems the ball got rolling with the Daniel Bryan talk. But it's interesting now, and again, that this is coming to light now. If Daniel Bryan wanted to go work in New Japan, he can, right? Yeah. But the he's, we all know his contract expired, and I don't know if there is... I don't think there is any non-competes when something just expires. He could, in theory, do whatever he likes at this juncture. But I think in the interviews where, and obviously I had an interview interview with him where he talked about wanting to have a little bit of a sabbatical, to be with his kids and, you know, be the present full-time father that he envisages himself being. Still, at the end of the day, if he wanted to wait and rock up G1 season, Wrestle Kingdom, he could, right? Yeah. He could. Um, but... He's kind of always said he'd like to do it under the WWE umbrella. And I guess that's kind of wanting to have your cake and eat it too. But if you're Daniel Bryan, why not?
2: Sure. Um, and then you also got to look at it this way. Like Daniel Bryan's not the kind of guy to just run out on a company that did well by him. Um, hmm. you know, no matter what we think of, you know, everything he's done with the company, they have put him on a larger scale than he has ever been on. And so I don't think he would just leave without giving them a chance to, you know, give him another opportunity to stay, especially if it means he can be in America and you know be closer to his family and not have to travel as much. Um, yeah. So I don't. There's that too, but yeah, I I figured it couldn't have been a coincidence because the timing of it was too close. Um, you know, I don't want to sit here and go ah, got one over you on Mike Johnson because I said this earlier. <laughs> So in your face Um, (laughs) but no it it like the timing of it was very close so I was like they have to be related um and we haven't seen Daniel since you've got to imagine they're trying to get a deal to bring him back like he's one of their biggest current guys they don't want to see him go to AW or anywhere else for that matter even if it means going to New Japan and working less dates they don't want to see him go anywhere that's a part of their audience they would lose
0: Real Noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks. The typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, a big part, probably. It's probably still the most, you know, I, I think, um, I can't remember who, who said it to me in the interview now, but I think it was Trent seven, actually, but he said, when you think of Daniel Bryan, Is there anyone in the world who can get momentum like that? Like, you remember before the the run-up to WrestleMania, he was losing, right, a lot to like Cesaro and people like that. And then you can flip the switch and everyone's just on board. You're right there because that's how good he is. Um, I think in terms of, I mean, I guess like it's been today with Meltzer's take on it, it's now a different thing. It's almost a different beast where it's like, oh, they want to be the American partner. So it's not so much about just Daniel Bryan, but maybe, you know, I I would have been shocked if they'd come to a whole agreement just for Daniel Bryan's fantasy matches. Do you know what I mean? Like that they, you know, changed the whole business model just because one of their top stars said, you know, I'd quite like to do that. That doesn't strike me as very Vince-esque. But then again, we're hearing that Nick Khan is the guy driving a lot of these deals. So maybe the whole infrastructure is a bit different than we thought. It's, It's interesting to think about.
2: For sure. Um, And I don't think it's just Daniel Bryan. I think he was one of the contributing factors. Um, Mm. And I mean, he clearly has a lot of, you know, sway in terms of they, they trust in his opinion on things. Um, And they're willing to give him more leeway than others because he's already created so much equity with them. Um, I don't think if he doesn't go back to back for Kofi and go, this is who I want to face at WrestleMania. I don't think we get that match.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And so I you know, I think they I think they care about his opinion in some ways. And they also care that he's there. They don't want to see him go anywhere else.
0: I well, agree. you're absolutely right in terms of Daniel Bryan, and his opinion, right? Because um, and I guess a lot of people know this now because it's become more public in recent months. But he is part of the production staff or the team yeah. for SmackDown. He helps put those shows together. Um, you know, in the interview with me, he was saying that people think maybe he has more influence than he actually does. But um, for sure, what you said, you know, when he was working with Drew Gulak, come on now. Of course, that's Daniel Bryan. The same with Cesaro. um, You know, Daniel Bryan was like, "Well, Yeah, exactly that. And Kofi. And um, and I feel like, you know, Daniel Bryan was kind of trying to play it down. He was like, oh, you know, all I said was put Cesaro on TV. That's a no-brainer. I was like, yeah, but that's a no-brainer that a lot of people (laughs) seem to have missed in WWE over the years. So, you know, it takes that voice. It takes that voice. And I feel like Daniel Bryan... Has been integral to the WWE pro and you, uh, to me, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, you need those almost current day people to have that say to a degree. You don't, want, you know, the inmates to run the asylum and all that stuff, but you need to have some because you don't want to just have these old, um, you know, different generation guys who kind of have they're stuck in their ways. You need to evolve. The way I feel AEW has in a, in you know this undercurrent for other promotions that we've seen this groundswell, I really think that comes from that forward thinking and Daniel Bryan is of that same school I, I just i i feel like he's a lot like lesnar phil yeah. in the sense that they're both out of contract but i don't they ain't going nowhere
2: yeah i mean i you know i'm not sure if i believe he's gonna leave wwe i would that's again that's in the i believe it when i see a category um but see the other thing is like you said he is on he has his finger on the pulse of of everything that's going on right now when you When he does interviews, you can tell he watches a lot of wrestling. You can tell he knows what's going on in Ring of Honor. He knows what's going on with AEW. He knows what's going on overseas in New Japan as well. And you need somebody that understands what other fans are enjoying as well. And not just that, he came from arguably the most influential wrestling promotion of the last few decades, Ring of Honor. And I don't think people give Ring of Honor the credit it to do for, you know, Moving the industry forward, yeah, and I think he was a part of that class of guys with Punk, and you know all these other guys that came from Ring of Honor that helped, and I think that's part of why they don't want him gone. He's like the last vestige of that. I mean, that's not to say they don't have other great Ring of Honor guys, like Chef Rollins, King, you know, Kevin. Kevin D- different
0: generation, though, right? Like Steve Jericho, right. yeah, but,
2: yeah, yeah, but you know, Daniel Bryan was like. of the formative guys there. So yeah, and I don't know. I I think it's also some kind of some obstructing as well. You know, I'm sure some WWE guys won't want to hear that. But there is some obstructing here. There's no way that they're not looking at this like, hey, those guys are working with New Japan. Let's let's cut the faucet off right now and stop that. Um and we could be the guys that get that audience here. So yeah, there's no way they're not thinking that. And that, that that's not totally a slight to AEW. That just means somebody else did this before us. So let's try and get it done now. It's uh it's Marvel making a billion dollars with Avengers. Then all of a sudden Warner Brothers goes, We gotta get the Justice League together, guys.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you've hit the nail on the head there where I feel like, you know, it'd be silly to not think, especially how ruthless uh Nick Kahn and Vincent Mann are from a business standpoint, it's not like they're not going to have noticed, you know, the great buzz that AEW and other promotions by proxy have generated with these cool stuff. And, you know, it it makes sense from a business perspective. If WWE can kind of make it work for them, of course, that's what they're going to do, man. Like that makes all the sense in the world. I mean, Daniel Bryan, like you just said, you know, the Samoa Joe era and punk and, you know, many other greats that were there at the time. I think in like 2000 sort of six, Daniel Bryan's probably the best wrestler in the world, right? And he's in Ring of Honor. You could make the argument anyway, right, like around that time. Um, And now we've just kind of let go of Samoa Joe. There's a lot of puzzling. You know, I'd put Tom Phillips in the puzzling releases as well, Phil. Would you? Yeah,
2: for sure. Especially because it seems like they're shuffling around the commentary team. So when you've got a guy that's good and he's worked, why not keep him? And I mean, that goes to it seems like they're trying to get closer and closer to a real sport feel, which is what AEW was doing as well. I know some people won't admit that, but I feel like they see what other people are doing that is working and they're trying to take that and run with it, too. Um, hmm. So, you know, I feel like it's not a coincidence that they brought in Adnan and it didn't work out. And then they're bringing in this other guy from MMA now, like they're Jimmy, trying to Jimmy Smith. Yeah, so they're trying to get further and further away from just wrestling commentators. And that's probably a good thing, but I don't think it just happened in a vacuum.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, true, he here SP3 himself, says, Daniel Bryan is the ring of on a goat to me. His total run made me a fan of the promotion. I agree with Phil. They are very influential. Absolutely. So, um, you know, interesting what you're saying there. I had been told that, and I didn't realize this until I was told it by somebody at WWE. Um, Nick Khan, so, so we knew that he was an agent, right? Prior, that's how his like beginnings in the industry were, how he made his name. He was Adnan Verk's agent. I didn't know this, right? And really, his, I didn't know him. that either. I did not know this. Um, apparently, so though, like, and someone else referred to him as one of his boys. I was like, okay, I did not know that, um, but absolutely, it was uh, Nick Khan call to bring in Adnan Verk, right? Now, for all of the stuff that Nick, Nick Khan sounds like he's super busy, right, since he's joined as president, not even a year ago now, but, you know, the Peacock deal has got done, um, you know, this New Japan talk, MLW talks, you know, people getting released. I know all of the people who got released in the international offices, but like I said in this show the other day for the UK in particular, so Nick Khan Cool, right? He is throwing his weight around, and he's probably the second most powerful man in that company, or maybe Kevin Dunn, but he's in and around that area. And, um, man, so he brought in Adnan Verk. That did not work out great for him. And apparently this is the, the Jimmy Smith guy is another one that is a Nick, uh, a Nick Khan call. I'm led to believe anyway. And then that leads us to what's going on with SummerSlam, Phil. Saturday. Are you surprised to see WWE move to Saturday? Particularly, and I know this is not like a major deal with many eyes, but they're going head to head with Pacquiao and Earl Spence.
2: Um, yeah i think it's definitely a big deal i don't know if that's a great idea to put it against a professional boxing um pay-per-view i don't know um but then again also you see that other companies are doing well on saturdays i don't think that's a coincidence i think Mm. i think that's why i'm saying i don't think it's necessarily to become direct competition but when you see that other companies are doing something that works, it's kind of like, hey, why aren't we doing that too? And, you know, takeovers were on Saturday at one point too, right?
0: I loved them. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it's not just other companies. I mean, it worked well for takeovers. Maybe they're seeing that and going, hey, we can slide into a Saturday slide. Um,
0: Conversely, weird enough, didn't AW start on Saturdays and now they're on Sundays? Yeah.
2: I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. Um, I, you know, that's everything as well. We thought, I think it's the Alleg- Allegiant, I believe it's pronounced, stadium in uh, Las Vegas. Um, that was supposedly a lock for the 21st, and now WWE made the announcement of the date, but no location. They just said it's gonna be a good summer location. It's like, okay, um, very <laughs> weird to announce an event that isn't anywhere. But they did confirm it's the 21st of August today, which, of course, is the Saturday, as prior mentioned. Um, the location is still very much up in the air. I know Sean Rossat was saying this today. They have a few on the table. One would think it will be West Coast, just based on WWE's touring at that point, and, you know, just a state of play. So MSG probably won't happen for me. But... I mean, have they backed themselves into a bit of a corner here? Like, you know, they obviously... What? What I'm getting at? Pacquiao and Spence wasn't announced till what? Ten days ago, if that, right? It's, it's it's a very recent fight. Do you think WWE had it in place, and then they've all of a sudden gone, oh, um, you know, what are we going to do now? Like, because this is new information, they've already locked the date in. But of course, they could move things around. But now that they've announced the date. What are they going to do? Because like, the pressure's on. You, you've you announced a date. You've got to lock in. They can't just keep playing around, is what I'm saying. You can't just go from venue to venue because availability is what it is. I, I It just makes me wonder, are they going to end up in Las Vegas? Or you would think if, if there wasn't a reason, what's the reason to not announce Las Vegas if that's where you're going to be now? Right? They must be looking elsewhere, I think.
2: Yeah, I think they've got to be looking elsewhere, especially seeing how the fight is happening in Vegas. Not that those are the same, but not that they're the same audience, but um you don't want to have two big events in the same city and you might lose ticket sales because of that yeah um so i don't know um i have to assume knowing they're competing with something as big as a pacquiao fight they're probably like ah, uh, maybe let's not have that in vegas
0: man it's a, i mean it's, it's a cluster at the moment i've heard some stuff but i don't want to like say too much um because it's still unfolding so like you know what i mean it's like any situation you could go "Oh, this is what's happening and then it changes because you know, there's so much still unfolding so um what i will say is though that the fight and the event seem to be kind of linked and that that's why wwe are struggling to make their decisions right now so i guess we'll see how it unfolds in the next few days man but uh it's a, it's a very, very interesting one. Remember, guys, if you want to get an ultra chat in, that is at WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling day. That means you can ask anything you like. Uh, and, of course, myself and Phil will read it out on the show. And you can have a hot take. You can have anything you like heading into this weekend's worth of wrestling. And there is a lot. There's Dynamite and SmackDown tonight. And, of course, Double or Nothing on sunday phil since AEW's inception i'm curious um how much of a fan have you become of that promotion
2: um well i've been a fan um i'm a huge new japan fan so getting some of those guys from new japan in the u.s was you know a big incentive for me to and then you know i think other alternatives are always good um just the thought of another big promotion in in the u.s seems good and so far I think they've been doing well. Um, I've enjoyed most of their shows. Um, I think for the most part on Wednesdays, they've had the better show. Um, uh, you know, not perfect, of course. You know, nothing is perfect, um, <laughs> but I've been enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of AEW. I feel like it's, Um, I've made this comparison before, and I don't know if it's completely accurate, but it's just kind of the feeling I get. It feels more like the wrestling I originally loved right you know it's very it's closer to you know like Raw at the turn of the millennium was kind of like as a child that's what I loved dynamite is kind of that same chaotic fast pace that I like right whereas raw <coughs> raw um for three hours it's it's hard work frankly there's a lot of people I like on Raw in terms of talent a lot of them but again yeah. when you're watching multiple segments that aren't particularly cleverly weaven together or anything like that it can be a real stretch to get through. So I appreciate that Tony Khan has at the very least said, yeah, you want a third hour, but let's put it somewhere else. Like even he's learned those lessons. Um, I don't think anyone's ever going to want to put on a free hour wrestling show again, having seen where Raw is, but money is money, Phil. <laughs> that's oh, the thing. Of
2: course. If, if, if TNT asked him tomorrow, you know, for another hour, they would try to do it. Um, that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, just because it's new and it's an exciting and fresh, like it's something to look forward to now. Um, and that's not to just go completely. Oh, you know, those old guys, they're focused at WWE. They're not getting it right because I, I think what they're doing on SmackDown is great. Um, yeah, I me think
1: too.
2: I think um, sometimes NXT is great as well. And it, it, NXT is kind of. I'm kinda of on the fence with NXT sometimes because I'm so attached to my era of NXT that I started watching Man. and I loved it. And it's just not that anymore. And sometimes I look at it and it's just like it's just not the same anymore.
0: Um, but it's still good. Mm. That's the best way you can put it. It's still good, but like yeah, it's still good. but when you like compare it right to the bar yeah. that was set, like NXT two to three even maybe a bit more years ago than that, right? Like maybe like prime Champa Gargano and, you know, coming out of Samoa Joe and original Finn Baloran and all of that stuff, like the four horsewomen, man, that was a magical time. And even, you know, I, I think probably my favorite takeover, it's probably New York, right? Um, you know, uh, War Raiders, Black Ricochet. I think that was the first one, you know, the car I'm talking about, right? Like I think that was my favorite takeover and I've said this before in my humble opinion, takeovers are probably the best you know pay-per-views or wrestling shows in the world. I've I feel that way. That's not me imposing facts on anyone. But um, in terms of like you know, five matches, three hours, it's just it's just magic sometimes, man. Um yeah. and it's a shame because as they adapted to cable or network TV, two hours. The growing pains were there, man. and at Just the time that they really didn't need them. And I always say this of NXT as well. They will always be at a disadvantage when it comes to the war with AEW, in my opinion. Yeah, WWE has pool in terms of bringing in stars and all of that stuff. But NXT is always a conveyor belt, right? Like, it's not like AEW where Tony Khan has hardly got rid of anyone since they started, right? He's added and added and he's he's got great stars. He's built up a great roster. NXT you know, it's always kind of replenishing itself because its ultimate goal, and even though WWE will never say this now because it's the third brand, is to provide stars for the other other brands, right? So a Keith Lee, we didn't really get the Keith Lee run that we should have done, did we? He was double champion and then he was gone. Uh, Matt Riddle, the same. Uh, you know, you look at even that New York card that I'm talking about, which is, I think it's only like seven months before they go on to network TV or something like that. There's like the, the vast majority of the card are on the main roster, so that's not the same show. NXT is never the same show year to year, whereas NXT uh, AEW will always have that advantage where they can build. Um, I think I think there there was only ever going to be one winner. Do you know what I mean? It, it, just by default, it's it's a tough one.
2: Yeah, I mean you're also picking one company's flagship show against their third brand. Yes. and it's just so it's just not like a fair comparison. Um, but yeah, NXT I just feel like it was better when it was scripted out and it wasn't live. I feel like making it live and then making it where we got to have a big match every week so they can compete with those other guys is taken away from what made NXT special in my opinion. I think NXT was great when it was just, you know, no frills, just focus on storylines and we didn't see everybody every week. Exactly. I I think that's part of what has made Raw so monotonous sometimes. It's like, We see everybody way too much, and it kind of exposes some people.
0: absolutely agree with that i mean how, how could you not uh adam blom plate has come through with an ultra chat and they say i think it'll be a good idea a good deal sorry for both sides as long as main roster talent goes to new japan and their talent goes to nxt away from vince won't happen but i can dream um <laughs> you know you've got joshin thunder liger in your mind um i mean I guess that's the main problem for the whole thing right is that nobody knows how wwe would fairly book an exchange like that and and i guess that's a a, a problem overall apart from kenny like running riot and impact like how do you do it i guess the end goal for impact is that eventually he'll put someone over right like somebody will be a massive star as a result of dethroning the belt collector but Otherwise, if you're coming in for one off matches, WWE don't really have a great track record, like you know, I'm just gonna use like Sting as an example. If you are not theirs, uh typically speaking, they don't play great, do they, Phil? So
2: Yeah, I mean, they if you're not one of their creations in general, they don't really handle you well. I mean, look at Finn. I mean, Finn had yeah. to go back to NXT to get any of his um heat back. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, and as far as like the idea of them going, Hey, we've got New Japan. Hey, let's have them work with NXT. Like, again, to jump back to our Marvel comparison, if you get <laughs> access to if you get access to Spider Man from Sony, you're not going to go. Hey, let's put let's put Spider Man over here. You're going to go no. Let's put him in Avengers with all of our biggest stars. Um, so, if they get access to New Japan stars,
0: they're going to be on Raw SmackDown. It's inevitable. <laughs> The analogy that always works. <laughs> I like it. I like it very much. Um, listen, as we head into the home straight here, wow, 45 minutes gone already, pretty much. Um, as always, with the special co-host guys in the live chat, you can ask us to anything. Make use of Phil more, I would say. You get me four times a week. Don't waste your time with me. Um, but get your questions in. Whatever they are, it's fine. I'm happy to get them up on screen and we will have a crack at your thoughts, opinions, or just general questions. Maybe you want to know about Phil's journey a little bit deeper. Whatever you like, get it in, and we will get talking. Um, Speaking about uh, news as well today, it has been noted that Roman Reigns and his opponent for Hell in a Cell, according to Dave Meltzer, will not be Jimmy Uso. Interesting, um, given that Cesaro, of course, seems set to face Seth again. If Jimmy isn't the plan, Phil, what do you think, either A, what you think will happen, and B, what should happen?
2: I, 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 I'm i assuming it's going to be in some way Cesaro again. Maybe it's going to be a triple threat or something. I don't know. Um, I have to assume Cesaro's still in a title picture somewhere. They're just moving him... They're just, you know, moving the cards around right now to confuse us. Um, but I I don't know. Um, you got to assume that Jimmy is really trying to focus on doing the tag team stuff again. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, I don't know. If you're if you're going to make them heels and you're going to beat like a big babyface team in the Mysterios that just had like this momentous win, mm. I feel like that's the right way to go. I mean, especially if they heal it up in front of a crowd, that could work fantastically
0: yeah absolutely um hang on what have we got here i just had it God, these comments are coming in too fast um alex like something I... <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i show you surprise i want to air for you and wrestling daily yes yes you may injection 2k yes you may uh jeremy bauman says invited by designer impact champions phil lindsey's already corrected me my friend don't worry phil was straight i, on I got
2: you i got you <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so I mean, yeah, I I was almost certain that Seth Rollins and Roman was going to be SummerSlam. I know that this week people are like, oh, there's plans for Cena, and that seems to be the logical discourse. Oh, Cena's going to come back and challenge Roman, number 17, big win for Roman, yada, yada, yada. I think there's been too many signs that Seth, you know, he's going to get the big match with Roman. Are they going to blow through it? Is it going to be... Yeah, I I still think Seth is not done with Cesaro, so you have to get past that. And then what's left? Money in the Bank. Then we're on to SummerSlam, aren't we? No, is there one more? There's extra. Is extra? I don't even know what the lineup is now. Let me look at this. <laughs> but either way, there's only like what one or two pay-per-views to get through. So I, the way that they're building it right now with just the teases and the stare-down, it makes me think that Seth is for Roman at SummerSlam. Could it be Usos and Mysterios at SummerSlam? Could that time frame work?
2: I could see that. I could see them being ready to feud for the tag title by then. Um, Yeah, I mean, you've got to pull the trigger on Roman versus Seth eventually. Um, I don't think they're going to drag this out way until the end of the year. So SummerSlam seems close enough. I mean, is Cena still busy filming? What's he doing? Like, I know the rumor was he's coming back in August, but yeah, I don't know.
0: I think his filming for the Peacemaker is done, somebody said uh, like August fourth or something. So it's like early in the month he's done, and obviously that's in Canada, and then he can make his way back down. So that's interesting. Um, to go for there. Uh, just to you know, I corrected myself because I started panicking there. Hell in the cell's June, money in the bank's July, SummerSlam's August. So I was right. There's only you know, coming out of Hell in the Cell, whoever faces Roman, and that's only like three weeks away Sunday. Um, then you've only got money in the bank to get to before SummerSlam. So, interesting. I'd not I'd be annoyed, I think, if they just threw Seth away on a not big four pay-per-view with Roman, because I just feel like that's a big match. But, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see. I do think the Usos and, and the time that they're going to gather together, you know WWE, they like to rush through things. Could be that they get them on the title sooner rather than later, but I wouldn't like it for the reasons you just mentioned. Yeah, I, I thought the Mysterio should have won it in front of fans anyway. Me too. So if- if they had won them and then lost them with no fans. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, and there's a big story there in the Mysterious as well. So let it play, man. Let it play. Um, CM Chris says, question for Phil. How did you get into wrestling? and How did you find New Japan?
2: Uh, I got into wrestling through wrestling magazines. Uh, that was my first introduction to wrestling. Um, a friend of mine brought a wrestling question. magazine.
0: Is it Bilapta or what magazine was it?
2: I think it was like just the WWE magazine. Like it had because oh, cool. I, I, I remember it had Undertaker on the front and it was like old school Undertaker with an urn and tie, <laughs> purple gloves. Um and how did I get introduced to New Japan? That is a good question. Um I feel like it I feel like I came in like right around the Bullet Club stuff start first started. And this was before, you know everybody could get on just new japan world and i would just watch what i could find on daily motion or wherever else or you know you you'd have somebody to have like some random download of something and you (laughs) watch it um all dodgy stuff but (laughs) 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 it's nefarious all dodgy stuff this is before you know everybody can you know stream now by the way (laughs) i don't know if you know this but my youtube name used to be cm phil um, That actually used to be like my Google name. So, wow.
0: there you go. There you go. Kindred spirits. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez 09 says, uh, or Gonzalez, uh, do you think AW can also work with Noah and other Japan promotions?
2: Hmm. I don't know how much NOAA is trying to really get into the American market. That seems like a big thing that New Japan has been trying to push for the last few years. So, I don't know if there's any interest on NOAA's part to even do that. Um, I'm just not sure.
0: Kishan M says, "Phil, what is your favorite Natty match?"
2: What is my favorite Natty match? That's I left,
0: think left field.
2: I think that the SummerSlam match with Naomi is extremely underrated. I think that's a great match, and I don't think people talk about how good their, feud, their brief feud
0: was. Mm yeah i would agree with that i think the go-to answer for most people i guess is charlotte and nxt you know with the rick and brett at ringside i also um i mean she had a ton of great stuff on smackdown around that 2016 as well which is actually yeah. um kind of a under celebrated but there's you know underbelly of people that really enjoy that period of smackdown it really was great uh, yeah the, I
2: loved the, the women's smackdown six were great i really enjoyed that run um now, actually, now I think about it, the other SummerSlam match with Becky was also really good. Yes, uh,
0: yeah, it was actually a mission match. Um, am I right in thinking Natalia and Nikki Bella had like a Fool's Count Anywhere match on SmackDown? I want to say they did around 2016. Like, on SmackDown, I was that on a pay per view. I'm Googling it right now, Phil. I <laughs> Power of Google. Yep, it was on SmackDown. Um, here we go Fool's Count Anywhere. There you have it. That was a good match. That was a good match. Yeah, I, I, I did like that, that match. Too. That was a good feud, in fact. You know, it was. Nikki Bella used to get a lot of hate, undeserved, towards the end of her run, I think. But there you go. I digress on that one. Um, what else have we got going on here? Here's a question for Phil: uh, Why didn't they put Lucha Bros as the best tag team in wrestling in your Bleacher Report article? He's, Luis polito is coming for you, Phil. <laughs> so
2: the, this is a hilarious story here. So he's of course, he's of course. It was of course joking because I put them as top five as back tag teams in wrestling today. And there were a lot of people that felt like the Lucha Bros did not belong in the top five, which I thought was very bizarre. Like this is the Lucha Bros. Like they're they're awesome. Like why would you not think they're in the top five? Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of people that were upset that Usos weren't on the list. Uh, I don't know. Usos haven't nice. they haven't been tagging since last year, haven't had titles since twenty nineteen. Why would
0: they be on the list? I, mean, I would say heel Usos from like 2016-17 are among my favorite tag teams ever. So like yeah. again, if they're in the game, cool, but they hadn't been, had they, so it's fair.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I almost ranked the Lucha Bros higher than than five. I had them as five on my list. So I was really surprised that people were mad that they were five. I was like, Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw you defending yourself over that actually on Twitter. Hey, come on. It's all man. Coming back.
2: What West Side Gun Lucha Bros already makes my point for me. They belong in the top five based on this song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Uh Triple Stroke says, What's the most cliched wrestling spot that you hate? Uh for me it's the huddling on the outside waiting for a suicide dive of some sort. Um you can just see it coming a mile off. What about you?
2: Um hmm. I think everybody went through that point where they were using the Canadian destroyer as a transition move and it just Mm. got very tired fast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? That reminds me, like, and this isn't really relevant to the question, but I had an unreasonable amount of hate when Sino used to use the springboard stunner and people kicked out. (laughs) That used to annoy me. I hadn't seen the stunner in years and the people kicking out. I was like, what is this? Um, What else have we got going on? um oh i have a better idea tag title match at hell in the cell York, no universal title match have you seen roman putting on bangers my friend that man can't miss on pay-per-view at the moment um uh, yeah uh roman
2: is not going to miss a pay-per-view
0: anytime soon friend
2: no, exactly. <laughs> that's not happening
0: i only asked to pop phil <laughs> much Appreciate love you. to him I, yeah uh,
2: that was that was a funny day that people were like ah oh, he you don't know anything about tag team wrestling. How can you put the Lucha Bros in the top five? I was
0: like, yeah, it's clearly me here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me problem. Of it's course it is. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Injection2K says, Phil, what are your feelings on Kenny Omega as AEW World Heavyweight Champion? That's actually a loaded question that it looks, <laughs> right?
2: I love it. Um, I think they waited just the right amount of time to keep him out of the title picture. I think allowing... Mox to have his time as champion worked great because, I mean, he's arguably one of the biggest stars in the company. But I think, you know, it was time to put the title on Mega and he's been a fantastic champion so far. I think taking the title to Impact and looking more like a world champion in kind of like the older traditional way of going to other promotions with the champion has been cool because we don't see it that much.
0: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, ter- since the territory days, man. I mean, um for me, like, again, I wasn't like a huge – New Japan fan. I am admittedly someone who just kind of flies in and out of the G1 and Wrestle Kingdom. Um, But I knew obviously how good Kenny Omega was having watched his classics with Okada and even, you know, even the Jericho work before getting to AEW. I think this run has kind of bridged perfectly from like the reputation of Kenny. So those who didn't know who he was but knew the reputation and just kind of getting to know him, even like, you know, when he's putting on five stars with Pentagon on the random dynamite, like – these are a great way for Kenny to kind of prove his point. Because that first year in AEW, even though like I wouldn't complain about that, there were people who were like gagging to complain about it. Oh, this is the great Kenny. Or oh, he's not, the, you know, and it's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> just yeah, hang yeah. on a
2: minute. Let the man. I, I, mean, I mean, to me, I the other reason I enjoyed this is because there were quite a few people that were like, ah, oh, Kenny doesn't look special. He just looks like some other guy. And it's kind of like, oh, you act for this now. You <laughs> want to be champion. Now he's champion. He's coming for all of them. Yeah, that's what you
0: yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you brought it on your damn self. Brought this on yourself. <laughs> Carissa Lopez says, Phil, what has been your favorite wrestling event that you've ever attended?
2: I've ever attended. Um, hmm, I would have to say All In. Um, oh wow! Yeah. It just was special, man. Like I've been to. I haven't been to that many other wrestling events. Um but that was Chicago it, though, right? Yeah, it was man, it was just special. I mean, there were so many matches on that card. I mean, Marty versus Okada on that card was just fantastic. I mean, yeah, come on, man. Uh yeah. versus Omega. I and, and just like the energy in that place, it just seemed like you were in in the room for something that was gonna turn out to be huge. Of course, we didn't know it was gonna turn into AEW, but mm. it just was a special thing. Um, um that first NXT TakeOver Chicago was also a really cool show to be at. Um, Of course, Dunn versus Tyler Bate, which is one of the best matches I've ever seen in person.
0: Unbelievable, that is. Which made me like, you know, as somebody who knows their work extremely well, I was so you know great to see it on that platform and people kind of be like, and it was maybe the perfect crowd. I will say this. I guess we're kind of um, kindred spirits in a way because a lot of people talk about UK crowds and Chicago crowds. They're kind of like two of the most famous crowds i guess in wrestling um what makes the chicago crowd so ravenous man and so special what do you think it is
2: oh we we're, we're a real like we're a sports town like we're a very loyal sports town on top of that i mean you got to be a loyal sports town to be you know with the bulls this long or the bears that haven't won anything <laughs> again. since 85 because i haven't won anything For my entire lifespan. (laughs) So there you go. So we're very loyal. And then on top of that, like we're very, because we're such a sports town, we are game to go to any Lions event and have a good time. And so if we don't like something, we'll let you know we don't like it. If we love something, we'll let you know we love it. And so, I mean, that I won't say that Money in a Bank was one of my favorite shows I went to, but that Money in a Bank a few years ago. Um, I think that was 2018, um, where I think that was Roman gender was on that card and that crowd just let them have it. I mean, just booed them out of the building for the entire match doing a wave. And I I got home and I saw people were mad at Twitter, but it was just such a blast to be in this crowd and just watch it. It was just amazing.
0: <laughs> have you been in any of those crowds like, um, like raw after mania? No man you, you need to those are special crowds as well like i was at the one um after mania 33 it just it just came to mind because you said about roman man um and literally for like 10 minutes before the show it was just fuck you roman like the entire arena <laughs> um and it was like you know he came up and everyone was like shut the fuck up like I, i'm not joking when i got home i was like i have to watch this back like but obviously wwe are very skillful uh, um dulling it like you, he was getting booed and stuff but if you was in the arena it was actual electricity like pe- people he was getting crucified man of course he just beaten the undertaker so that's why everyone was killing him but yeah those some of those crowds are so special i think that's the thing with the uk and again there's a lot of us at those shows after wrestlemania but um it's like that football or soccer um Kind of ingrained nature of how we go because it's all about chanting and songs and being loud. Like, and I think that's we just inherently take that to wrestling shows. You know, wrestling so much better with a good crowd. I can't express yeah, that enough. It, it is. Really, it Absolutely. really is. Uh, Samuel, if it just says Phil, <laughs> oh my god, which brand is better, WWE or AEW? Get to the point. Wow,
2: <sighs> loaded, loaded question. Um, in what way? I mean, because exactly. I mean, it depends on what you're asking. If you if you're asking me who is putting on more entertaining show weekly? I would say W if you would say who has the, you know, all of these nostalgic memories that, you know, I love, like, you know, the rocks run and, you know, Austin, all these great things like macho Man then WWE. Um, I feel like it just depends on, you know, what is your, what is your taste? Like if it's a nostalgia thing, there's so much stuff from WWE that you just cannot deny.
0: Yeah. No, it's hard to argue, man. It actually is. Uh, I'm not going to break down the exacts <laughs> of the two. I will say, um, to me, the best shows that I enjoy right now are SmackDown and Dynamite. That's all That's all I'll really chip in with that. But um, in terms of, like, you know, you're saying brand, that's a convoluted question. I know you probably don't mean it to be, but it is. Um, Alex, let's stay up and do SmackDown AW, Watson watching on. I've got kids, man. I can't be up till 5 a.m. I can't be doing that um alex do you post show reviews anywhere uh typically speaking, in my radio show on talk sport uh seven till nine Talksport two on mondays that's where you get the goods uh because obviously it falls after the weekend so i will be doing stuff there phil thoughts on stardom
2: i love stardom i don't get to watch it because i'm watching almost everything now so i don't watch it always um on time but a lot of times i try to catch up I love it. Um, I think a lot of their stars are very underrated in terms of, like, women's wrestlers right now. Julia's got to be, like, on top of the world right now. Um, really love that Tam finally got to win a championship. Um, I wish it would have been against Ariza. Really miss Ariza. Can't go on and on about that. Love seeing Kageso Russell. I want her to come back. Now, I don't think
0: this happened. Uh, I mean, um, f- for me, again, I only really got into that style of wrestling like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Like, I was really behind the curve, I think. And even though she's more like, I don't know, Tokyo Joshi Pro, um, my favourite feel is Yuka Sakazaki. I love Yuka. This is a well-known thing uh, for anyone who watches my shows. I fell in love with her when I went to Double or Nothing and she she was there uh, on that show. I went to the first one. She was on that. And then I just went started, you know, seeking out matches because I just loved I think she got charisma out the eyeballs man like oh, yeah I, very, I love you bro. how can you not how can you not I mean uh, how can
2: you not like Ma- how can you not like Maki Ito like Maki Ito, yeah, I world, It's incredible
0: yeah exactly same for me there where, like I knew a bit about her what's the AW tournament same thing like you know then you're in a rabbit hole it's like Maki Ito is great Um, but yeah uh, what else have we got going on here oh man I, I've kept you past time we'll do a couple more if you've okay. got time yeah uh, Oh, wow. Will Phil be on Mania? Would you like to do that, Phil, one day? Sure, why
2: not? I have some people that hop in my mentions sometime and go, Quizlemania, and I'm like, at, at first I was like, what's Quizzlemania? So <laughs> I was like, oh, sure, why not? And I see it sometimes, and I'm like, this is really cool. Like, I like game shows. Looks cool.
0: Uh, what else we got going on here a shock ring the bell shout out also Phil what is your take on which show will be talked about tonight everyone's trying to get you to do the versus thing today man
2: <laughs> um I appreciate you I'm always very surprised that people enjoy me on ring the bell um you know shout out to good friend um DS he's the man Loma everybody else over there Joy Mayberry um man most talked about show tonight um I'm Guessing dynamite because it's going to be the go home show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know, SmackDown could come with something really great tonight. Um, it's been on a run where I think SmackDown is really good. Um, but I'm just assuming you know, you've got a pay per view this weekend, aw's going to put on a great show.
0: I would agree, Phil. Do you blaze? Yeah. Says mixed partial farts.
2: <laughs> I do not, sir. Don't let the locks fool you. I do not, <laughs> I am yeah. A, I am a I'm about as close to straight edge as, as I can get for Mr. Punk. I do drink, but I'm not a drug user.
0: <laughs> God damn you and your assumptions mixed partial farts. Um, by Felicia 24 G says, Phil, what is your most hated wrestler?
2: <laughs> that is a tough question. Cause I don't really hate anybody. I mean, there are wrestlers mm. I don't care for. And I think are not for me. Um, mm, I don't like Matt Riddle. I'll throw that out there. I don't like his <laughs> character. I don't care for his personality. Um, some of the stuff he's accused of is pretty heinous. I don't like the guy. There you go. There I but I won't say that I hate him. Um that's that's about the closest I can get with the name.
0: Yeah, um I will say somebody I really didn't care for, and I guess this is kind of like the similar line. I uh, Lars Sullivan. I I, I mm-hmm. never I yeah. never liked him. Never liked it's- him. And when the stuff came out, ten times worse. Dope theme song though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Yeah, man, the way the keys went at the beginning, they went hard. um Right, I've kept you long enough, Phil. I mean, I've really enjoyed this. You've, um, you've, you've been getting a hell of a lot of questions. Uh, I will say that. Last one, Danny Spears says thoughts on Charlotte. I feel
2: like this guy follows me. Um... <laughs> Uh, You know what? I like Charlotte, man. I just don't like the way they position her. I think that they don't do her any favors with the way that they position her. She's extremely talented. Um, She's going to go down as one of the greatest women's wrestlers of this generation, possibly of all time. But I don't think she always needs to be in the title picture. Um, I think she is a thousand times better as a heel. I'm glad she came back as a heel. But immediately throwing her in the program with Rhea like I feel like it takes shine off of Rhea and I feel like you immediately make Asuka look like an an afterthought again Mm. and it's just like you're never going to put someone like Asuka over Charlotte fully you're always going to put Charlotte at the top and I feel like that is to her detriment Um, because I mean when you look at some of the other great wrestlers I mean look at Sasha for example I think Sasha's you know, possibly greatest of all time. And you look at all of the people that she has put over in her time, I think that is a mark of also why she's so good.
0: Phil, I've got to ask you something now. You've just brought it to the the table. Uh, This is a question from me, from Alex McCarthy. Uh, First of all, Matthew Desmond says, bring Phil back. Maybe we will. Appreciate it. If he wants to come back. Listen, um, I don't know if you saw me getting taken to task the other day. I said Sasha and Bianca is maybe fifth on my all-time WrestleMania main events. I de- I said definitely p- top 10, perhaps 5 to 10. And I looked at it, and I think it's fifth. Do you think that is like... A lot of people look to me as if I was crazy, it would be that high. But I, I think it's very deserving. Whereabouts do you put that match?
2: I think it absolutely belongs in the top five. And I'm, I'm curious, people that don't agree with you, what would they rank over it? Um, I think in terms of importance, in terms of just how good the match was, just in terms of what it did for bianca um all of sasha's history with the company i mean even if you look at the storyline as this um wrestlemania 35 that was kind of the end of sasha as we knew it at that time and she left the company and she told everybody like i didn't feel anything wrestling at wrestlemania you shouldn't feel Mm. that way and you look at her two-year journey to come back and her proving that she is who she says she is getting star wars Getting all of these accomplishments, tag team championship, all of these things that she did, and then getting to main event WrestleMania, regardless if she won or not. That is a phenomenal story. And mm. you just you cannot write something like that.
0: You can't buy it. That's what I've said. Like the magic in that match. Not only is execution amazing and the emotion is there, but man, like the you can't put a price on the electricity and the delivery in that moment. Like you can't fabricate that. Right. And that's that's the magic yeah. of that match. Um, I've said this as well. The day after that, Sasha Banks might be the greatest female wrestler ever already. If you look at her body of work, there is an argument. I'm not again, I'm not telling people what to think, but her body of work is very hard to dispute. She might have the three greatest women's matches in WWE history. She's I mean, got them.
2: I mean, when you look at it, I mean Bailey versus Sa- ba- Bailey versus Sasha from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Mm. Um, this match, I mean
0: possibly- I put the hell in a cell. I'd put that around there.
2: I mean, possibly one of the greatest competitors to enter in Hell in the Cell, to be honest. I mean, she has not had a bad Hell in a Cell match. Not one of those matches are bad. Um, I think she is absolutely, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Um, I would have a hard time putting anybody else from this generation above her.
0: Yeah, I agree with what you said earlier, though. I do think Charlotte's great. Again, she has a great body of work. Um, it's just the asterisks against always against her name it's just those fans that can't see past the name, right? Like they almost don't yeah. want to. They almost don't want to accept that she is as good as she is, and it's because the booking kind of blinds them, right? Like, and I get it because I don't always love the way she's positioned either, right? Yeah. But I, I, I think yeah. if you look at actually her performances and body of work, she definitely is one of the best of her generation. I don't think that can really be disputed.
2: Yeah, I and see, I think she's in this position that Roman was like a little while ago where it was mm. just like, you can just tell once once the crowd is in on it and they know that this is your guy that they're trying to push forward, they're just not going to buy in because it just doesn't feel real. It feels contrived. And I think that's the problem with her. And then I think there's also this problem with women's wrestling where people think there's some finite spots because that's what we're used to. We're used mm. to it being one title and one person cannot be at top for too long because that hurts everybody else. And it doesn't have to be that anymore. There are four titles. Um, and, but the problem is they don't move Charlotte around that much. And then again, she also doesn't put many people over and it, mm. it. It has created this reputation for her that it's kind of unfair, but that's just what it is at the moment.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if they've kept away from Rhea and maybe then do it at SummerSlam and she puts yeah. Rhea over, but
2: yeah, I mean, when you look at that, I mean, having her beat Sasha in her hometown, I mean, beating <laughs> Asuka twice, ha- beating Oscar for her title when she didn't need to beat her for her title two weeks ago WrestleMania. I mean, beating a streak, I mean, beating Rhea at WrestleMania, all of those things are like, th- th- that goes beyond, I just don't like that you keep winning. It just, it gets to the point where it's like, why do they keep doing this with you? Why do they keep undermining <laughs> other stars to put you forward? And it's, it's fair that people were upset at that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I could do this all night, man. I I really could. Uh, The Zornis says not taking, uh, talking with WWE would be stupid for new Japan, making them their exclusive partner in quotations would be so much more than just stupid. But my stupid heart is crying and wanting an AEW new Japan partnership in other news, Alex, I did as you are. Steph has been drawn. Ah, there's Zornish is very talented, Phil. She does drawings of us here on this show. You never know, maybe she'll come around and give you a Phil Lindsay special if we see you again, my brother. Um, I have to say, man, I really enjoyed having you on today. Uh, and that's the reason I wanted you on. I find you so level and objective when you talk about wrestling. And my word, that can be hard to find sometimes. So uh, kudos to you, man, and all of the good work you've been doing. Quickly tell um, everyone in the chat where they can find you. I know we can see your handle, but you know, your work and, and you guys, I must say you, there's 132 of you at this precise moment watching, go follow that man, uh, and follow all the good work that he does.
2: Uh, yeah, of course you can find my work at Bleacher Report. Um, you can find me at Daily DDT. I, I just wrote a comparison of both of the, uh, Warrior, Ultimate Warrior episodes. So, so that's going up soon. Um, working on trying to get some interviews coming up soon. Uh, just started with uh last word on wrestling, so you can find my work there very soon. Trying to take over, man. Trying to, you know, get global localization going, like the
0: WWE. <laughs> He's got the Triple H hat on. You heard it. <laughs> Phil man, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad we finally got together and did something. It's been a long time coming, but I'm glad that you came through. Thank you so much, man, and all the best in your work. Make sure uh To keep me updated, man, let me... If you get those interviews going, I want to read that stuff. Let me help you. Let me share that stuff for you. For sure. My man, thank you so much for that. You guys know where you can find Phil on Twitter. You see it in the top right-hand corner. That is it for Wrestling Daily this week. We'll be back on Tuesday... Of course, I'll be on Talk Wrestling on Monday on the radio if you want to get my review of the weekend. But Tuesday, I'll be back here with Louis for the phone-in. And then next Friday, we've got Andy Shepard, NXT UK commentator, sitting in Phil Lindsay's chair. So the hits keep coming. Thank you so much for joining, guys. Take care of yourselves. Have a good weekend.